Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Mario Blandizzi. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Let's go racing! It's Super Mario Kart Funny Car Madness! Only on Super NES! Turn the track into a giant mud pit! Or burn rubber on ice, wood, or asphalt! Mix it up for the big boys! I know, I said just the other day, I'm done talking about Nintendo's financials, I'm done talking about their sales. <sighs> the same day that I said that, Nintendo released information. I guess if I had been paying attention to what day it was, I should have expected that to happen, but I wasn't paying close enough attention, and Nintendo snuck it right past me. So Nintendo had their big financial report, their uh, Q4 uh, financial report for, for last year, or Q3, I guess, last year, um, because you know they, they have a fiscal year instead of a calendar year. And uh, that was translated uh, over at Nintendo Everything. If you want to see everything that they talked about, then click on the link in the show notes. Uh, other than that, I'm just going to, I went through and identified the stuff that I thought was most important. So first off, Nintendo has adjusted their 20 million goal. Looks like they're not going to hit it down to 17 million. Now, it's still a huge number of consoles to sell in one year. So I think that, you know, we as video game players should be pretty happy about that number because that means there's a lot of people for us to play multiplayer games with. Uh, if the platform is successful, then there's going to be a lot of third-party development for the platform. So now that we have seen you know, the first year of the Nintendo Switch, wow, it was awesome. Then the second year, you, we want to talk about those financials the second year to see, was the first year a fluke? It clearly was not a fluke. It clearly is holding up, and Nintendo's doing very, very well with the Switch. Um, but that decrease of selling $3 million, um, adjusting from t their goal of $20 million in fiscal year 2018 down to $17 million in that same fiscal year, that caused a huge drop in the stock price. I think it, last time that I read it had gone down by 10%, which is, that's a big decline in the stock price. But then again, I don't really care about that stuff. I just care about video games. So let's talk about the stuff uh, that that Nintendo said at this financial report, they said uh, that for third-party sales, they said were were more than doubled. The 2018 third-party sales more than doubled the 2017 third-party sales. And some people are going to look at that and they're going to be like, "Oh my God, Nintendo's killing it." And while I do think Nintendo's killing it, I don't think that's a very good indication because Nintendo. <laughs> well, it, it's. There's a lot more third-party games. There's a lot more Switch is. I don't know how to pluralize that. There's a lot more consoles out there, so of course third-party sales are going to go up. The fact that they doubled is pretty good, but I don't think that really tells us anything. So if you see a lot of people talking about you know Nintendo's third-party sales doubling and this is like the, the best th thing since sliced bread, take it with a grain of salt. A lot of consoles are out there and there's a lot more third-party support in the second year. I expected those numbers to go up quite a bit. Um, this was actually a pretty interesting thing. Nintendo Switch Online has more than 8 million accounts. Now, this includes family accounts, which can have, 
if I, I could be wrong about this, but I think it could have up to seven accounts in a family account, um, which is $35 a year. And then just the solo accounts, which are $20 a year. Um, I have a family account myself and we only have two uh, accounts under that uh, umbrella, but 8 million accounts, that means less than half of the people who have a Nintendo Switch, actually way less than half, because I think that the Nintendo, I think a couple episodes, or last episode, I may have said that Nintendo sold like 32 million Switch so far, which is a really good number, but only 8 million of them have accounts. That's actually pretty low and surprising to me. Uh, and I guess that speaks to the fact that a lot of people just don't think it's worth it. So what does Nintendo need to do? Well, they they talked about this. They said retention, is, this is their words, retention is critical. They have to find a reason to keep people staying with the service. And they said that contents will be enhanced throughout the year. Now, this is uh, translation from English or from Japanese to English. So, of course, it's not exactly what they said. And we, I, we, I don't speak Japanese, so I don't actually know what they really said. Um, but contents will be enhanced throughout the year in order to get more retention with Nintendo Switch Online. I think that's very important and uh, very uh, good move on Nintendo. Hopefully, that means that we're going to get all that uh, rumored Super Nintendo stuff that we've been talking about. Uh, hopefully that they do, they listen to the users, which is something that it seems like Nintendo has been doing lately. If you look at Nintendo in the past, they just flat out ignore what people say and do their own thing anyway. But, you know, in the past couple of years, it feels like Nintendo has been listening a little bit more than they have in the past. Not, not the way that we'd all like, but they've been listening a little more. And I think that, that hopefully that listening leads to better retention, higher, more than 8 million accounts on Nintendo Switch Online, and happier customers in general. Um, this was actually kind of a, well, Nintendo's mission statement, since Satoru Iwata took over, um, you know, back during the Wii and DS era, has been to expand the gaming market. And Mr. Furukawa uh, who took over for Mr. Kimishima, who succeeded uh, Mr. Iwata when Mr. Iwata passed away. Uh, he said uh, in the, the Q&A that basically they're looking at changing Nintendo's goals. It's, it's going away from expanding the gaming market. And that makes a lot of sense because thanks to these things, like the, the, I'm holding up my phone for the audio listeners. <laughs> these... Uh, everybody's a gamer these days, you know, even if it's just Candy Crush, you're still playing video games. And uh, Nintendo, I think, recognizes that that they don't have to expand the market anymore. So what is their new, like, mission statement? Their mission statement, and this is, is, is as vague as you can get, is to increase value for users. I don't know what it means. So hopefully they'll, they'll explain what that means at some point. Um, they, they talked about the fact that now they have three pillars to their strategies. They have the, uh, dedicated device. That's like a Nintendo switch. That's one pillar of their, um, 
their financial strategy for the company as a whole. The second is mobile games, and we'll talk about mobile games for Nintendo Switch uh, soon. And then finally, uh, the third one is using their IP in ways that are unrelated to video games. So things like uh, Nintendo World, which is supposed to be uh, coming out in Japan in 2020. It's a theme park. The Mario movie that's being worked on by the people that made the um, uh, the Minions movies. Uh, that's coming out in 2022, according to Nintendo. I think that... You know, I, I, I can understand their three-pillar thing. Like, for a long time, Nintendo has been, you know, video games and only video games, and that's all that they would focus on, while Microsoft and Sony, they have all these other parts of their business that they use to prop up the gaming side. And it really, I think, in the long run, definitely helps them. Whereas Nintendo lives or dies by the hardware and software that they ship. And at the end of the day, I think that's a little scary for them because they've seen the peaks and the valleys from the Wii to the Wii U. They've seen firsthand how not diversifying what you do in order to interact with customers, like that can be very, very painful when when you try something and it fails and you don't have anything else to buoy you up. If they didn't have the the 3DS line during the Wii U era, I don't think we'd be looking at Nintendo as a viable co- company right now. And we probably wouldn't have a Switch and probably Nintendo would be making video games for uh, mobile phones, Xboxes, and Playstations. Uh, I think the 3DS saved them. Uh, speaking of the 3DS, they, uh, they sold 2 million fewer than they projected. Uh, so... My guess is that we're now seeing the last uh, gasping breaths of the 3DS line, which, you know, I'm of two minds on. Part of me thinks, okay, I'm happy to see it go and have Nintendo really focus on, um, have Nintendo really focus on, you know, the Switch. But at the same time, it's a really good, low-cost entry. So I imagine that they're going to keep shipping maybe one or two games a year on that system just to keep it alive. Uh, and they'll probably just ship like the the doorstop version of the game of of the uh, of the 3ds or the 2ds, I guess, that looks like a little wedge. Um, so that's that out of the way. The last thing that I want to talk about uh, before we move on is that Nintendo uh, said that in 2019, they want to capture future growth with a strong game lineup. Now, we don't know what that is. We don't know what they're talking about. But I really like that they're saying we've got a strong game lineup for fiscal year 2019. That has me very excited. In fact, um, I can never remember this guy's name. So let me... uh, He's at... Uh, Moshi underscore WSJ. That's Taka Takashi Moshizuki. Uh, he he's um the Japan the the Japanese Wall Street Journal uh like the Wall Street Journal's person in Japan, I guess for that covers financial news or something like that. And he has a tweet here that says Nintendo said it's preparing at least one unannounced title for Switch in fiscal year 2019. So that's sometime after April um, that fans would be delighted to know. Now, I don't know what that is, but 
Uh, you know, the possibilities are endless. I'm very excited that Nintendo seems to have something that we should be excited about. And I guess now that we've gone through all of this financial stuff, I want to know what you guys think, first off. And then uh, the most important question is, what is the game that you think that Nintendo believes that fans would be delighted to know about that we have no idea about? So that means it's not Metroid, it's not Animal Crossing, it's not a Mario game, it's not a Zelda game. Well, it's unannounced. So it could be anything except for probably the ones that have been announced that haven't come out yet. So it's not Fire Emblem or Animal Crossing or stuff like that. Something that hasn't been uh, mentioned by Nintendo yet. Uh, if I'm looking in chat real quick, I see Fisto saying Mario Maker or Pikmin, but Pikmin's already been announced, so I don't think it's Pikmin. Like, like Nintendo has told us a long time ago that Pikmin 4 has been being worked on. Uh, Carliotto in chat is saying Kid Icarus. Now, I'm going to say it's not Kid Icarus because Mr. Sakurai, who... Uh, he, he's the, the, the guy behind Kid Icarus and of course, Smash Brothers Ultimate. He has said that he doesn't expect a new Kid Icarus game to come out for an exceedingly long time. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be Kid Icarus, although that would be cool. I would love a 2d style Kid Icarus game. Um, Mario crazy legs says Mario maker is his vote. Vaxer wants Mario maker as well. I would love to see Mario maker, but I would actually prefer to see something that we haven't seen in a really, really long time. I don't know what it is, but I I, I'm excited that Nintendo thinks that we're going to be excited about something because that usually means something good. Okay. Now that I've said all of that stuff, I don't plan on talking about Nintendo sales or financial stuff until probably once per quarter. So whenever they do one of these style things where they make all of these announcements and somebody translates it for us, uh, I'm that's when I'll talk about this stuff. But outside of that, I'm going to do my best to avoid talking about this stuff because I think that we can stop worrying about how well Nintendo is going to do. Don't you? The more game cartridges a video game system plays, the more fun it is. This rumor has been around for a really long time, and it just keeps coming back and coming back. And I don't know if it's actually fueled by anything real or if it's just people making stuff up or talking about what they want to happen. My guess is that it's mostly centered around people who are talking about what they want to happen. Uh, but this is a rumor about a smaller version of the Switch, uh, perhaps one that doesn't have all the same features. Maybe you can't take the Joy-Cons off. Maybe it doesn't dock. Maybe it's just a portable system. And, you know, if you if you do that kind of thing, then you can probably ship uh, a smaller or not necessarily when I say smaller, I mean, I mean, lesser. Uh, so, you know, it, it runs all the same games or something, but it doesn't have all the same features. And if you take some of the features out, you can probably ship it for less. And if you can ship it for less then you can charge less and getting the switch into more households is key. In fact, something that I had forgotten to talk about when I was recording the podcast and I talked about um, the fact that Nintendo was, uh, I was talking about Nintendo financials. They said that they were looking at, instead of going for a one per household, uh, which is what their currently, their goal currently has been, 
Now they're trying to focus on multiples uh, per household or one per person is is their new goal for the Nintendo Switch. And maybe that's what's leading this uh, this rumor mill to think that a smaller uh, or more streamlined Switch is on the way. Uh, they've already sold a lot of them, uh, but this rumor comes from Nikkei, which is a Japanese publication. It was translated by Nintendo Insider. It says here, Nikkei reports uh, what Nintendo that Nintendo plans to release a smaller Nintendo Switch revision this year that will remove certain features. We can presume that means you won't be able to attach Joy-Cons or something sim- similar, such as coming without a dock in the box. Uh, it will have a lower price point and uh, will only play portably. So pretty much what I had guessed that they were going to talk about. I don't know. I, Mr. Furukawa recently said that they weren't even considering a successor to the Nintendo Switch or a price drop of the Nintendo Switch anytime soon. Now... I, I posited at the time that maybe he was just saying that to boost sales, but when you straight up lie, like there are legal consequences when you're a publicly traded company. So I don't think that they would straight up lie about it like that. I don't think that this rumor is true, and I'm happy to be wrong. I want more people to be able to afford to have a Nintendo Switch in their house because Hell, that means more people will be interested in downloading the podcast. So, I I don't like I don't think this rumor holds water. I don't think it makes sense for Nintendo to do this now, especially when they're so, selling so many of these. I think at the end of the day, this is something that they're going to keep in their back pocket for a really long time. And I'm not saying that the Nikkei is just making stuff up, but maybe they're just misinterpreting something that they've something that they have spoken with someone about maybe they've got an insider who's been working on this new version but that person doesn't know that this isn't coming out anytime soon they're going to sit on it until they need to ship it i don't know i i think it's unlikely that we see it soon maybe by 2020 I think that that's much more plausible, but but the the rumor is that it's happening in 2019, and I just don't see it happening. I could be wrong. It's happened before. <laughs> when I saw this news, I walked into the next room and I said, "Honey, please don't leave me for a doctor." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And I said, "Doctor Mario is coming to your phone." And the reason I was uh, worried is because my wife loves Dr. Mario. It is her favorite game. And whenever we play against each other, she lays the smack down and absolutely destroys me. I'm terrible at it. She is like some kind of, I don't know, like, like Dr. Mario himself takes over her thumbs and is a, she, she's just able to play circles around me. So she always increases her difficulty and speed and I stay on the lowest setting and she still beats me almost every single time. Um, Dr. Mario coming to your phone. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, this is a tweet came from Nintendo of America. They said the doctor is in Mario puts on the white coat once again in a mobile game called Dr. Mario world targeting an early summer 2019 
global release. I don't know how I feel about this. I am not a fan of touchscreen gaming. Not even a little. Like, I don't like touchscreen gaming. It's It actively is bad, in my opinion. Your fingers are in the way. You can't see what you're doing. I don't like it at all. But Dr. Mario, I really like Dr. Mario. It's really fun to play. And I, I play... Okay, so if you didn't know... There was a Dr. Mario game, although it was called Dr. Luigi. It came out in during the year of Luigi, which is a thing that Nintendo did back during the Wii U era. And, of course, because my wife loves Dr. Mario games so much, I bought Dr. Luigi for the Wii U so that we could play it. And we had a lot of fun with it, but there was, a, there was an extra mode where you could play using the touchscreen of the Wii U. And I, of course, tried it because I wanted to try all the modes and see what it was like, and it was terrible. It was just bad. Puzzle games should be played with buttons, not with swipes on the screen. Swipes on the screen are not going to be precise enough to play Dr. Mario the way it's meant to be played, which is the way that you played it back on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Maybe I'm just being an old, crusty guy, but that's the Dr. Mario that I like. If you want to make a new puzzle game for iOS and Android, that's okay. Go ahead, Nintendo. I'm not going to get in your way. But to slap the Dr. Mario name on it, I mean, how much is it going to feel like Dr. Mario? Is it going to feel like Dr. Mario at all without those buttons? Because Dr. Luigi, the touchscreen stuff, did not feel like Dr. Mario. It felt like this weird, cheap imitation of it. The rest of the game was fine, but the touchscreen stuff was just bad. I didn't like it at all. And Dr. Mario World, which I really, really love the idea of being able to play, you know, this this Dr. Mario thing online against other people. And that, that's what I assume the world part is. Um, I think that that's cool, but without physical buttons, it's probably a no-go for me. I'll, of course, try it. You know, as a host of Nintendo Switch Switchcraft, it's kind of my job. I kind of need to try this stuff out, um, especially if it's free and doesn't cost me any money to try. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you excited for Dr. Mario World coming to a phone near you? I'm not super excited. And my wife said... Eh, I don't have time for that anyway. And I was like, really? Okay. Uh, she, pref I think she prefers buttons as well. I think that there, that tactile feedback makes it awesome. And without that tactile feedback, it's just going to be disappointing. I'm ready to be wrong, though. Nuts for Nintendo. The data mining community is very, very good at what it does. They look at files on your Switch or on your PC or just... Wherever files exist, they look at those files and they see what is it that's hidden in here that we can use for later. Uh, and the Smash uh, DLC stuff has kind of been telegraphed a little bit. Uh, so in the data mining, uh, references were found for characters called Jack and characters called Brave uh, for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And Jack, we think, or the data miners believe, that that is referring to the Joker from Persona 5, not the uh, DC villain. 
uh, Joker from Persona 5, uh, which we know is coming to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So people are assuming Jack, Joker, that makes some sense. And then Brave, a lot of people assumed that that had something to do with a character from Dragon Quest, which I don't remember the name of the character off the top of my head, but I guess the the Japanese uh, translation to English translates from this character's name directly to Brave, which I wish I could remember. Um, oh, okay, it's uh, Erdrick. Erdrick, I guess, pr- um, tra- translates to Brave. Uh which makes a lot of sense because Dragon Quest is a phenomenon over in Japan and bringing a character from that franchise to uh, Smash Brothers, that makes total sense. Of course they're going to do that. Uh, Of course, we could be wrong about these things, but what's very interesting and the reason I'm talking about it now is because when Nintendo updated Super Smash Brothers Ultimate to the 2.0.0 update, they removed those two code names. They removed Jack and they removed Brave. Uh, That almost makes me think that the the rumors of uh, Erdrick are more plausible because they removed it. It'd be different if they just ignored what people were saying. And of course, they might be removing this stuff for a a number of reasons that have nothing to do with whether or not this is telegraphing what's coming down the the pipe for uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I just thought it was very, very interesting that uh, that they deleted it. So what do you guys think? Do you do you guys think that that the that this data mining is actually something that Nintendo is paying attention to and saying, oh, we got to get that stuff out of there? Or do you think it just happens to be a coincidence? In my opinion, it's probably just a coincidence because I almost think that if Nintendo was irritated that people had recognized that and got it right, then removing it is almost like a confirmation if they did it on purpose but if they just removed it because, oh, there was some crap in here that we didn't didn't need, let's get rid of it to make things a little more streamlined, then, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? My puppet body is ready. I almost forgot to talk about Wargroove. Man, that game is awesome. That game is really, really awesome. I streamed it yesterday over on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Make sure you go follow. Uh, I streamed it yesterday for a couple of hours and had an absolute blast. I've been playing through, I'm, I'm a couple hours into the campaign, really, really enjoying it. Um, I've played some multiplayer as well. The multiplayer is awesome. It has asynchronous multiplayer, so I can take a turn, send it to the other person, go on about my day. I do wish that that they used the Nintendo Switch phone app to send me a notification to say, hey, it's your turn. Because that would be really cool. That's something that needs to happen. I need a notification that tells me when it's my turn. Because unless I open up the game and lo- or open up my Switch, load in Wargroove, and go to multiplayer, there's no way for me to know that it's my turn. Um, I, I think that that would be amazing. Now, let's talk about the, the game uh, just as a whole. 
I, I, uh, if you've ever been listening to the show before, you know that I'm a huge fan of pixel art. I think pixel art is just awesome. And what they've done with the pixel art in Wargroove is just beautiful. Like they have nailed it. They've absolutely nailed that 16 bit style GBA, uh, gorgeousness that I, I am just, you know, it tugs at my heartstrings. I love that stuff. And then the animation, like every single thing on the screen is moving and breathing and the world just feels like it, uh, like it's alive and exists. Like as, as your characters are standing there, they kind of sway back and forth and their clothes move with them, which is pretty amazing thing to do when you're talking about the low detail sprites of a 16 bit style game. You know what I mean? Uh, they just, even when you're looking at the overall world map, you see birds flying by while you're, while you're thinking about what move you're going to do. And it's just really, really great. The music is very good. I like the music. Um, I also like that they give you the ability to turn the music off. If you want to listen to your own, that's always a plus in my book. And, the voice acting is pretty good, too. I mean, a lot of times it's just grunts and groans, but man, whoever is playing Ragna, which if you haven't played the game yet, you'll meet very early on in the game. Uh, Ragna, her voice actor is just fantastic. Every time she's on screen, I like my eyes light up and I'm ready. I'm like, yes, what's she going to say? Because it like she just delivers her little tiny lines so well. It just makes me laugh every single time. I love when Ragna is on the screen, and I can't wait to hopefully play as her later on. I have no idea if that's uh, if that's a thing. Like I said, I'm only a couple hours into the game, but if you haven't played Wargroove yet, you don't want to miss out on this one. This is one of those games that you want to be in the zeitgeist. You want to be with everybody else because right now there's going there's going to be a lot of people who want to play. Um, they want to play games online against each other. In fact, if you haven't joined uh, our community, uh, you, you want to become part of the community, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash discord and join the community. We're currently having a tournament or we're setting up a tournament for Wargroove where people are going to play against each other and, you know, have a champion. And it's just for fun, but it's awesome. So make sure that you join the discord and become part of that tournament. Um, but this is one of those games where you want to be playing right now when with everybody else at the same time because it's so exciting. What a great, great and charming little game. This Wargroove is going to be one of my best games this year. I I'm already only after playing two hours, I'm already saying this could be one of the game of the year style games. It's so good. Uh, and you know, if, if you're just listening to this and you don't have a switch yet and you're still thinking about it and you have like someplace else, Wargroove is on other platforms too. pick it up. Cause it's really, really good. Hey, Paisanos, it's the super Mario brothers super show. All right. I said it before. I want you to become part of the nerd nest. I want you to become part of the community and it's super easy to do. Uh, you can watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can, of course, join our Discord that I mentioned uh, you know, just a couple minutes ago. Uh, if you want to email me and reach, uh, get in touch with me uh, through email, 
runjumpstomp at gmail.com. And of course, if you want to tweet at me, I'm at runjumpstomp on Twitter. If you're looking for ways to support the show, there's a million ways to do it. Uh, be sure to stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Uh, don't forget, I've got another podcast called Run Jump Stomp, uh, funnily enough. It is a video, it's a call-in show where I interact with you and get your thoughts about video games. So you go, you call into the show and then I play it on, on, on the show for other people to listen to. If you want to check out that show, you can find it over at anchor.fm slash run jump stomp. Uh, the music for today's episode uh, is, of course, Balloon Trip Remix by Noteblock and uh, Legend of Zelda Gerudo Valley uh, by Tom Winter. Fantastic music for today's show. I will see you guys next time. Until then, thank you for watching. Stay awesome. Bye-bye. I meant listening, not watching. But whatever. All right, I'm leaving now.